I didn't know much heading into this pilot, two weeks to live. I thought maybe it could be like Crank, where the character just had to keep on amping it up until two weeks they blow up or something. That would be a pretty intense TV show. Or it could be like a James Bond movie, where it's always like two weeks to die or something. You know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> weird titles. But like, I, yeah, so what was this show actually like? Because when I was seeing the like, doing the research and stuff, it seemed like this was like at the end of the world mixed with like... Wayne. And Wayne, yeah, which is both shows I've on up before. Was it kind of like that? It was like Wayne where the f- main character is trying to be badass and a vigilante sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I think the pilot sort of struggled in the first scene. It stumbled out of the gate, per se. They start you off with Maisie Williams' character, who we all know from Arya, from Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones playing Thrones, Arya. Yeah. yeah. Um, she walks into a diner slash cafe. I think it's called Carl's Cafe. If anybody wants to oh, go so and see if it's actually real. Oh, so that very much kind of like Wayne, where he's like outside of a cafe and throws rocks at the window. Yeah, but this starts out a lot more innocent. We see Kim walk in there, and she doesn't know how to use money, even though she's definitely British. You can tell by her accent. Yeah. And uh, she orders like the cheapest dish, but when she pulls out her cash, the Carl guy, the chef. I assume, uh, immediately pegs her as just, like, not understanding how currency works and starts haggling her over, like, her car space and stuff like that, making her pay extra. And his wife gets kind of pissed off about it, heads to the bathroom, and after, I keep on wanting to call her Arya, Kim orders her meal, she goes into the bathroom, and the wife kind of says, you just got screwed over by my husband, and the husband had also insulted the wife, like, making a comment so about he, how she so looks like a pig. This Carl guy was, like, a really bad guy, it seems yeah, that's, like. But they were pushing it too hard. So this episode provides you with a lot of exposition about the character, but it all comes after this scene. And so we get the impression of Kim's character as this vigilante type who just isn't going to take any shit from anyone if she finds out that they've been messing with her. Yeah. Right? Right. And so the wife comes out of the bathroom, sees that her husband's been knocked out, lipstick on his head that says, you're the pig or something. And then she follows Arya out to give her the sandwich and basically thank her for, (laughs) again, I called her Arya. (laughs) Okay, so I will not do that again. Kim, um, we find out that she's been raised sort of like Hannah. Do you remember the series Right, yeah, the Amazon Prime series. Uh, She's been raised in a forest by her mom because her dad's dead in a tragic, like, stabbing that happened when she was six years old that she watched and all we see from that guy is that he has a bracelet um and what do you mean by he has a bracelet that we don't see his face oh okay we just we just see him stabbing the dude wiping off the blade on her stuffed animal handing her the stuffed animal and then you see his hand has a bracelet on. so that's like the hint basically very heavily intended yeah but the problem with the jokes so far is that they try to do a split between wayne which is just gruesome like goriness and sometimes deadpan yeah yeah straight deadpan but with Arya's character they're trying to put like a kimmy schmidt vibe on it as well oh so you're saying you're getting like a mix of emotions not emotions just two different television audiences right Yeah. like you've got one that's sort of chick flicky and then you have one that's like so supposed to be very dark yeah i read a um like interview with macy williams about the show and she was saying how she feels like a lot of people might be able to enjoy the show because it's trying to hit on a ton of different genres and i think that's kind of what you're seeing but you're saying it's not really working like that well the reason i bring it up is because it's the first scene right but after that it gets a lot better 
as far as the comedy, it becomes less that, like, I think they threw in the first scene kind of just to introduce you to that character with sort of a bang. Right, yeah. But I think later on the jokes are more effective because they're not as... They come more naturally, I guess, is the way I'd put it. Okay. Yeah. So we find out that Kim is going off on her own. She's ditched her mom who lives in a hut and has raised her. And we get all these different things that Maisie Williams's character has never experienced before. She's just turned 21, but she has never gone to a bar. She's never dressed up. She has a book of a bunch of things that she wants to do. And she doesn't know how to use hand dryers and bathrooms. She believes that the apocalypse is coming out any day. like, And it will be caused by either nukes or pollution or AI or the polar ice caps melting. So just all this type of like bad stuff, basically. Yeah, or fish measles. Right. Like, obviously, <laughs> fish measles. So, again, those type of jokes are pretty funny. They land pretty well. Right, yeah. So most of the episode takes part between a conversation of Kim's character and this guy named... Uh, Nikki um, and Nikki has a brother named Jay and she meets them at the bar Jay is kind of badgering Nikki into talking to the next girl who walks in she walks in they strike up conversation Nikki has a dead dad as well um, well I guess Jay does too because they're yeah, related they're brothers yeah yeah and he's gone to university and he's going to take this job somewhere else and leave Jay on his own um, but Jay's kind of a dick anyways so it's not too big a deal for mm-hmm. the audience uh, to sum up the episode real quick, Jay ends up tricking Kim into thinking that the apocalypse has started now by pulling up a web page on the internet and kind of just doing a little like Photoshop of does, things. Does he explain why? Does he explain why he's tricking her? Because he knows that she believes all this stuff, and oh, okay. she, they realize that she's a little weird. Yeah. Um, because she tells them that she lives in a cave sometimes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, I didn't actually think that she'd believe it, and she does. She thinks the world's ending. She because she sees she sees like a, a mushroom cloud of like a nuke, and I think he says that the thing was caused by a combination of climate change and also chlorinated chicken. <laughs> Just the most random stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's British humor, so they are able to chalk in a lot of different comedy into, like, their sentences that you could easily miss if you weren't listening. And, to. and I was going to say, because I saw the um, the promo for this, and it seemed very Edgar Wright-ish, and there's also some reviews that were, like, drawing comparisons with this, with Shaun of the Dead and some of his other films. So I definitely understood that this was kind of, like, british humor. Yeah, I mean, it's the first episode, so I didn't get a lot of plot-wise. It was mostly just explaining where her character's coming from. But by the end of the episode, she takes off in her truck or Jeep thing that she has. And Nikki and Jay follow her because they're worried that she believes that the apocalypse is nigh. And she does. She has this circled image on a map that she's going to. And she's like, I'm going to... Or she says something along the lines of, we still have time, Dad, or something like that. Which means she's going out to get her dad's killer, who she thinks is Jimmy. Mm -hmm. She gets to Jimmy's house. She pops the fence or jumps over the fence. Uh, She runs up. She murders this guy in cold blood with a silencer pistol. And then um, the Jay and uh, Nikki guy are waiting right outside thinking that she's going to find out that the apocalypse isn't happening and everything's going to be fine. They don't realize what's going on. Then at the very end, she gets into the house and this guy's yelling, Ian, Ian, where are you? And it's it's, uh, this guy named, uh, what's his face? Jimmy, right? Yeah. Um, and Jimmy is clearly still got the chains from right, murder. Yeah. And she's like, do you recognize me? And then he's like, 
huh? And then we panned it. Yes, that's where that sounds. Yeah. yeah. The only part of the other show that, uh, or the, about the show that I haven't explained is that we get some viewings of the mom. Mm-hmm. She's in Scotland. She's painting, and then she shoots uh, like dinner or something. She brings it in, yells for her daughter to disembowel it. <laughs> okay. And then she goes up to her room, sees that she's not there, uh, finds a note, which basically explains, hey, I'm out to discover the world. This is basically my Amish move or whatever. Right. It reminds me of like when, uh, what was that movie that came out this year? Or maybe last year? The one about the daughter who lives in the forest with her dad. Um, the one that got all that. Thomas like... and Mackenzie in her. In her yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, she's kind of raised like that as well. That makes sense, yeah. So she's got all this, like, instinctual, like, I can fight and I know how to survive. But I've only watched four movies in my life. And um, <clears throat> the four that she's watched are... Terminator 2, Shawshank Redemption, and then, well, I don't know what the other two were. What were they? Home Alone 2, and then I forgot the last one as well. Uh, but she's watched those on VHS Right. Because they have a they have a TV there. And then uh, her mom at the very end throws a glass through a poster and very Shawshank wise she finds <laughs> like a hidden cupboard that um, Kim's been keeping with basically just uh, her evidence of who Jimmy is and knowing and finding out that that's the killer. And so that's who she's out to go get before the world ends. Now, she probably wouldn't have done the whole Jimmy aspect of the story had she not been pushed by Jay into thinking that the world was ending. Right, yeah. Yeah. Also, the last person who screwed with her, that um, uh, Carl guy, right, got knocked out. So once she finds out that Nikki and Jay messed with her as well, even though they were trying to say Nikki's a nice guy... Uh, she's probably going to be pretty pissed off about that. Well, yeah, but you can basically say that Nikki and Jay were the cause for the inciting incident, which is when the story was when the character is basically pushed into the story. Um, yeah, this- the only thing I'll add to that though is that Nikki they showed was like really liking her, and he kind of just went along with his brother's joke. But there was a, a moment where he could have called him out on it. Um, where he should have called him out on it, which didn't make a lot of sense script-wise mm-hmm. why he didn't, but he ends up just holding his tongue a bit, and that's when she takes off to go uh, okay. kill Jimmy. Yeah. And so I'm just like, if he had said something, we'd be dealing with a whole other plot, and maybe the writers could have fixed it. Other than that, though, I would say it's a passable uh, pilot, and it could go in either direction right now. Yeah. yeah, this show reminds me a lot of this horror short film that actually won an award. It's called The Devil's Harmony. The main character reminds me a lot of it because they're very deadpan. And the poster like shows her with a cotton candy-like thing and a gun. Like They show uh, Kim that way. And so I got a pretty good sense of the show. It seems like it was trying to go this dark, like sickly twisted route. And when I was doing some interviews, uh, like watching some interviews and stuff, apparently this is supposed to be kind of like a gory TV show. Yeah, I mean, it was killing... But I don't think that Kim's character sells the same type of, like, Villanova from Killing Eve or anything. Like, she's not deadpan. She is more just, like, uh, gullible to the world. But the things that she's committed to doing, she's very committed towards. So, like, if someone says, hey, you should do this, she'll take it very seriously. She'll take out her book. She'll start writing it down for them. And in that way, it's funny. But at the same time, she's not, like, cold-blooded murderer, um wanting to just kill everybody like she's she's 
clearly there to experience fun as well. Well, it's funny that you mentioned all these TV shows because when I was uh, looking it up, they mentioned basically everything you're saying. They said uh, one of the reviews is like, it's Hannah with like a hint of slapstick. And also this has been called by NME, one of the best new shows of the year, um, comparing it with Hot Fuzz and Brassic. And like, so... Yeah, show- comparing it to the two other shows that came out this year because of Kobe. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it, but the show also has like some reviews that weren't so kind like Den of Geek was saying that like everything works except for the characters but the characters are the things that you most care about in a TV show um, but they did say that the first episode was probably the clunkiest of the whole series and then when you get to the very end like episode 5 or 6 it does pick up but they still only awarded it two and a half out of five stars but no matter what review um the one person who has gotten like a claim no matter what has been the mom cian clifford i think that's the way you say her name who is the who stars in fleabag and oh, okay. also yeah, yeah. people were very happy with the scenes that involved macy williams and cian clifford because they just felt like they had good chemistry as well and when looking that's not in the pilot though okay so she's hardly in the pilot at all the mom's character mm-hmm. and as far as the exposition goes there's a ton of it in the pilot so i give it a wide berth of like freedom to do whatever they want at least for the first 20 minutes of the show because if you're going to explain four characters i'm glad that you do it the way they did it in this episode rather than give you 20 and then hope that you'll just pick up on it yeah or pick up on a few that like you really care about um, yeah so the mom and the daughter don't really hang out in this episode at all um you are probably going to see more of her character the mom's character because she's in the poster mm-hmm, right yeah well, actually, it was just uh, Cam in the poster, but... No, I, and I'm the one I saw, okay. but go ahead, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I was just going to also say that um, the show, like, Macy Williams did her own stunts, which I found pretty funny, and you can tell they're trying to have, like, a good sense of fun, because also there's supposed to be a reference, apparently, in one of the fight scenes. I, have, I think it happens in episode two, where they reference Game of Thrones. Yeah, in Wayne you wouldn't have waited for the wife's character to come out of the bathroom. You would have been led by the camera by Wayne's character, and you would have seen him do all his damage. Then once he'd left, you would have seen the wife's character come out and seen a bloodbath and screamed or something. But when you say Maisie Williams did their own stunts, I think they like restricted the or at least muted those stunts to things that she could do yeah i also think though that the reason they did what you're saying they did in the first scene was for it to kind of be like shocking like oh she's actually not gonna let just the chef and the other guy be a dick to her like she does oh no but you you could tell that was gonna happen Mm -hmm. um the the thing about her her action though is the only thing you really saw her do actually was hop a fence yeah well I, apparently later on in the episode like she had a female stunt coordinator you mean that later on her. in the series yeah later on in the series is my man but um yeah. so i'd be interested in seeing how they got her to fight yeah i mean like it, she goes into like some detail about it just the fact that like i read was, recently you know how um chadwick Bo- bozeman died right? yeah and how in 42 he actually did his own um, space stealing. Like, they brought in this guy, but he'd been studying so much footage of Jackie Robinson that he took that over, and he was like, no, Robinson never slid to the right. He always slid to the left because of an injury he had in both. (laughs) So, like, uh, it's cool when actors or actresses decide to do their own stunts because they feel so in in with the character. Right, and it gives a sense of, like, genuine, like, I really care. Yeah, it's not like Andrew Garfield when we saw Spider-Man being filmed in New York, Mm -hmm. and there were, like, eight Spider-Mans around there, and they kept on taking their masks off, and it was like, yeah, that's not him. (laughs) One thing that I found uh, that was interesting was that this was supposed to be a movie, um, but then they changed it to a TV show. Macy Williams said, like, I'm happy they did because it gives us more time to, like, really reflect on the characters, but this is a six-part 
uh, what, from what I read, half an hour long series. So it's like, I wonder really, do you think that this would have been better suited for a movie or do you think just by the pilot? I think this is pretty normal for British shows. They usually do uh, 20 minute to 30 minute shows that are only six episodes and they'll have like four years in between each season. So it'll get really frustrating if you're a big fan. But at the same time, if you're used to waiting for Maisie William type work, like with New Mutants, then uh, <laughs> then you should really be happy that this show came out. Yeah, The Guardian called it heavy handed and blind, but um, Williams is entertaining as a uh, lethal protagonist so that's what, what is it what, did it have any like um it wouldn't have an imdb score yet it, it, it just came out it does have an imdb score but obviously this thing's going to like change i, I meant how many voters had already gone only through? like 70 oh, okay. um, but it had like a 7.4 on imdb which is strange because when i like looked up on imdb from the outer like thing before i clicked on the actual site it said one out of ten and i was oh, like that's oh that's... probably because it just registered yeah. like those 70 votes really recently right and then al campbell and it was like all the cast all the production and <laughs> that was 70 people yeah al campbell directed this he's um known for other shows like Cor- code 404 uh two weeks to live and then man down was another thing uh one thing that i did find interesting though was gabby hall wrote for we hunt together so <laughs> that was that was just like a bit of irony there. Yeah, that's funny. This is the last show we did. When you mentioned slapstick earlier, it did remind me of a few scenes. Like she poked herself in the eye with a pair of sunglasses and she was like tripping over stuff. Sometimes she really didn't like high heels. Like she broke the heel with a beer bottle later yeah, on yeah. just to kind of get rid of it and asked if it was really a shoe. Um, there were a lot of like a sort of clever jokes that way. It nothing that was like laugh out loud funny. Mm-hmm. And I think that as the show goes on, it could find its identity in that uh, if it just if it finds if she finds comfortability in that character. Now, yeah. uh, now you said that she kills someone, and obviously that's pretty dark. But is Ian, this, Ian, yeah, <laughs> yeah, is this supposed to like? Does it feel like this is supposed to be like a dark show? Because what from what I was reading, it sounded like it was just supposed to be kind of like a wacky comedy with like some dark elements thrown in there. No, it really did feel like Wayne for a while, as far as that's what they were going for. It never felt like Wayne, as far as the immersion that you get in some of those, like with that show you can get trapped in a mindset of like, oh, it's normal to bite someone's <laughs> ear off. Yeah. <laughs> but in this show, you never get there. It's more just like, okay, she shot someone. and But they never show the violence to a gratuitous extent as of the first pi- the episode. Right. Now, yeah. this, this premieres on Sky, but something that I found interesting was that uh, they're like going to think air weekly. While if you have the app, I'm not sure what it's called, but if you have the app, they're going to release all the episodes at once. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's interesting. Well, Sky's only in the UK, so I think you actually have to wait if you're in a different, if yeah. you're in America, then you have to wait for like Netflix and stuff. Right, yeah. One thing I'd always wondered is that uh, why sometimes they call the pound quid and sometimes they call it pound, mm-hmm. and it's just slang for pound. Okay. Yeah, like it's literally just like calling a dollar a single. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Different ways to go about it, but I'm wondering. Uh, this might be a weird question, but did this have like a good soundtrack? Because I know it was something like the end of that thing world, or just kind of these like road trip comedy like TV shows. They usually put in really old, famous songs to kind of give it somewhat of a retro vibe of like being young and stuff like that. Or was this just kind of like no? The, not really. the first thing you hear from the show is "Staying Alive" as she's driving her car into the lot of Carl's sh- or Carl's Diner or whatever it's mm-hmm. called, yeah. cafe. And then they ended on like a Teenage Rebellion type song when she confronts Jimmy at the end. Uh, one thing I'd say about the 
Maisie Williams is 23 years old right now, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Especially if you see, like, the pictures of her when she first was on Game of Thrones. She was, like, She, she doesn't look that different, though. It's, but, like, like, hard to believe that she's, like, they were saying that she was 21 in the show, and I was like, oh, wow, that's You can crazy. definitely tell when, like, you see the on-set photos that it's, like, a different personality. She said that this was more fun than working on, like, a drama because she was able to show more range, and she seems like she has pretty good chemistry with all of the, like, uh, people that she worked with on the show, I guess from some of the interviews I saw. Yeah. Yeah, who played uh, her co-stars oh, besides well, Fleabag? Um, like, there was there was uh, Jay. Um, he was played by a person named Thien Modak. He hasn't been in much. Uh, one person that I did find uh, in, like an interesting pick was Nikki, who played the brother of Jay. Nikki's uh, going to be a main character, her like side character. I think his name was Mawan Rizwan, and he's like a screenwriter. Like he wrote uh, for he an reminded episode. reminded me a lot of the guy from Yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that. He wrote uh, for one of the sex education episodes. He was also on a couple of different things, like The Dog Ate My Homework. I think that was a TV show. Yeah, I could tell he was probably the second or third most important character in the show so far. He was kind of the love interest that they were pre-setting up. I just didn't like how he didn't tell Kim about how his brother had made that faked YouTube yeah, thing. Yeah, that, that's been something was, about the show where it's like characters don't make the smartest choices. That's what I read from some reviews. Huh, okay. Um, well... If you want to check it out, it's on Sky, and then it'll probably be in the U.S. pretty soon. So, Especially with the way things are going with like Showtime and stuff. Yeah, Showtime <laughs> just picked it up while we were doing the yeah. podcast. <laughs> we'll be airing it tomorrow. But anyways, that's where I think we'll leave this one for today. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Check us out next time. Bye. Bye.